Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. In, uh, John chapter 4, in the first verse, it says, Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, Though Jesus himself did not baptize, but his disciples, he left Judea and parted again to Galilee. But he needed to go to, uh, through Samaria, so he came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Joseph's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the, six, it was about the sixth hour. And a woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Boy, that, that, he, he said a mouthful right here. He said, if you knew the gift of God, if we only had real revelation and then walked in it, the gift of God that Jesus is in our life. He, it, it is whew, just getting to know him, getting comfortable with him. Whew, if you only knew. I tell you, and, and it, the more you know, the better it gets. The more you know him, the better you know him, the, the more you want to know him. He is the coolest individual <laughs> that there ever was. He told this woman, he said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you'd have asked him and he'd, he'd given you something. You know, no matter what we ask the Lord, he's always, I mean, obviously it's here, Jesus was, was ready to give her something. I mean, he, he said this to her, you know, if you knew who, who I was, instead of asking me, I asked you for something, you would have turned right around and asked me for something. I mean, even whenever he asks things of us, he's ready to give things to us as well. He's, he's always ready to respond. You know, he's not an absent partner in our relationship. He is very much present. And he's always on go, always ready to do things. Always ready to give, always ready to bless, always ready to, to, to just meet needs. You know, she, she had need of something that she didn't even know. He had the answer of things that she wasn't even aware of how badly she needed it. He had the answer. Verse 11, the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go, go call your husband and come here. <laughs> the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have said, Well, I have no husband, for you have five husbands. And the one from whom you have uh, is, is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> he, 
You know, it, it's interesting. You know, Jesus, when you read this, he told this woman, you know, she asked for a drink, and then he told her, you know, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for something. You know, Jesus knew this woman's situation. Jesus knew this, this woman's situation. Obviously, he knew. How do you know that, that you know, He said, go call your husband. She said, I don't have a husband. He said, yeah, you've had five, and the one with whom you have now is not your husband. This is probably not the most upstanding lady that went to the well that day. The Lord knew that. Yet he still said, if you knew the gift of God that was in front of you, and I asked you for a drink, you'd be asking me for living water. Aren't you glad? <laughs> Aren't you glad? That the Lord, know, the, the, the reality is the Lord knows our situation. He knows right where we are. He knows, the, he knows our struggles. He knows the things we don't struggle with. He knows the good, the bad, the ugly. He knows it all. And yet he still says, if you knew the gift that was in front of you, you'd be asking me for something with the, the, the standing that he's ready to give it. Amen. You know, tonight, we, we know this. doesn't matter what's going on. The Lord is, is always present to give. He's always present to meet your needs. He's always present to do exactly what you need him to do. But he's limited by what do you want him to do. If you knew, you'd ask. Obviously, she needed to ask to get something. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And sometimes you ask, you still don't have it because you ask amiss, right? I mean, you know, it's important that our motives stay right. But you know, it's, 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 a, it's a right thing that, that um, we keep a heart that's open to him and that's wanting him to do things in our life are you out there you know if the lord's not regularly showing himself up showing up in your life and talking to you dealing with you ministering to you just blessing you and loving on you i'm here to tell you tonight it's not on his end it's it's got to be on our end because no matter what, even with this lady, he was ready to give her something that would meet a need to the point she would never thirst again. He was ready. He was on the scene. He, he, he was there to, to, to move. And so, you know, if we're not experiencing him on a regular basis, if we're not enjoying him, if we're not having those needs met and having our thirst quenched, you know, it's not on his end because he's always ready to give. It's got to be on our end. It's got to be on our end. Amen. And, um, well, praise God. You know, it, it's important that, that uh, uh, <laughs> it's important that, that we stay thirsty for the, thir for the things of God. Stay hungry for more of Him. Not get satisfied with where we are. Amen. Not get satisfied with where we are. Listen, we have barely scratched the surface. We have barely scratched the surface of what God can do, but just him just being with us, we've just scratched the surface of what he wants to do. And, and the, the kinds of things, go, hold your place here, go over to Acts chapter 4. And I didn't hold my place, I just lost my place. Where was that? John chapter 4, that's right, John the fourth chapter. Where did I tell you to go? Acts 4. I think it's actually Acts 2. Let's see. Yeah, it is. Acts chapter 2. I just want you to read. I just want to read together what this says. On the day of Pentecost, verse 14, but Peter standing with the eleven raised his voice. This is Acts 2, verse 14, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judah 
And all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Really, this is, this is the beginning of it. It wasn't the end. It was the, be, the beginning of what was spoken. It shall come to pass. Now, we're talking about the things the Lord wants to do, the things that he desires to do. It's important that we, we stay with the word of God. You don't want to get squirrely. You know, if you get outside of God's word, you can, you can get weird. You get into things you ought not get into. But, you know, if the word of God promises something or decrees something, then you know it's his will. And, and if it's his will, he wants to do those things. I mean, he didn't, just, he didn't just say things, I'll do this, and then has no intention of doing it. I mean, he's not a man that he should lie. I mean, he, if he says it, he'll do it, right? This is, that's his desire to do. And so this, he said here in verse 16, this is what was spoken, or this is the beginning of things spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And I'll let you decide which, one, which category you fall in there, but... Uh, I'll take a little of both, right? <laughs> your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. On my men servants and maidservants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor smoke. The sun shall be turned into the darkness and the, and the moon into blood. Of course, those things are coming before the, great, before the, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now the blood and fire and vapor smoke, the sun being turned into darkness, those things will come. But what about the rest of those things? What about the rest of those things? Mary said this is the beginning of those things. Which part of this can, can we as believers uh, 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 enjoy and have? Well, another question would be what things do you desire from God? He said in the last days, I'll pour my spirit on all flesh. Well, if you're born again, the spirit of God dwells on the inside of you. And if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, then, then you've been infilled with the presence of God. The spirit within and the spirit upon you, right? You have it upon you as well. And so the spirit of God is upon you. But, but it doesn't just stay, you know, th that is an entry level thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a big deal, <laughs> right? I mean, it's not a little deal. It's a big deal. But, but uh, it's a starting point. But he goes on to say, he said, I pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. What it's saying is he, he said in those days his spirit will be, will be moving on people out of the ordinary. Listen, God still wants to do those things. Now, you don't go looking for something specific that to happen in your life. I want a vision tonight, Lord. But, but do you desire God to demonstrate? He says here, it was prophesied these things would happen. I mean, was it not? I mean, it was prophesied, and, and Peter said this is the beginning of those things. You know, you can get satisfied with the experiences you've had in the Lord and the times you've had. You can get satisfied with that, and that's all you'll have. Or you can desire more of him, and he'll show up as he wills. But he's willing to do things. It's not as if he's trying to hold back. He does want to do things. And you want it to be as his will, but you've also got to be willing and open to him doing it. If you knew the gift you had in front of you, you'd ask. If you knew the opportunity you have in front of you, you'd ask. If you knew what was available, you'd ask for it. Right? 
I mean, isn't that what he told the lady? Well, I guess the Lord would say this, if we know the opportunity that we have, we will ask for some things, desire some things. And I'm not talking about making something up or working something up or, or, or trying to have something. We want the real deal, what God has to offer, right? We're not looking for counterfeits. We're not looking for fakes. We're not looking for those things. I want, the, I, I want to experience the real deal, but I want to experience all that God has. If the word promises things to us, we can have those things. But what's the key? The key here is having a desire for things, having a desire for more of God. Lord, I'm open to whatever you want to do, but not just open. I want you to show up in my life. I want to experience you. I don't want to stay the way I am. I don't want my life to be the life that as I've known it, but I want to be growing and moving forward. Amen. I'm in a heart, a person who is like that, and then also has the determination to not be distracted or sidelined by other things. That person will experience God. That person will experience God. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, that kind of a purpose, a person who's open to it, open to the Lord. Of course, we're, like I said, we're not manufacturing anything. Lord, do what you want to do. They're open to the Lord, but then actually expecting him to do what his word says and to reveal himself unto them and to move in their life. That person, and then they're not, they're not easily distracted. Mm, they're not easily distracted. It's important that we we <laughs> that we learn to not be so easily distracted. I'm talking to myself as well. Distractions, distractions, distractions. They're just there to get your attention off the real deal. What's going on? That that that's that's the only purpose. It's a there would not so easily distracted. I don't know about you, but I want to see God do everything that He said He would do. I want the fullness of what's available to me while I'm here. Yeah, I want the fullness of it. Praise God. There's still more that God wants to do. There's still more that he wants to accomplish. Amen? Go back over to, to, to John, the fourth chapter. Is this all right? John chapter 4. There's still more that he wants to do. Hallelujah. You ain't seen nothing yet. Praise God. You know, I, I like to study church history, and, and, and it's interesting to me, and, and going back and reading different, different things that happened in the past, not just because, you know, it, 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 it um, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know what the right word is, just because I want to just see what God did, but it, it encourages me. If he's done things before, he wants to do things now. It whets my appetite. You know, that just, just what I've seen is not all there is. There's more. 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 I believe this year God wants to do more than he's done in the past. I believe he wants to be himself in a way that he's not been able to be in the past. Maybe at one time or one, at one point or one generation or at one uh, particular group with one particular group, he might have been able to be more himself, but but at others, but I want him to be able to be himself in my life and amongst my family. I want him to be himself. And if he's done these things for other groups, bless God, he can do these things in our group as well. <laughs> if, he, if he desired to do it then, he desires to do things now. I mean, I read the, the, the book of Acts, you know, the things that I read. Uh, uh, God has not changed. I said, God has not changed. He has not changed. 
There is no shadow of turning. There's not even a hint of turning in him. There's, no, there's not even a hint of change in him. He's no different. The things he did then, the things he, wa- he wants to do now. The things he did, you know, 100 years ago in Azusa Street are the things he wants to do now. Do you realize in Azusa Street, the glory of God was so thick there that, that, that children played hide-and-go-seek in the presence of God? The glory of God was manifested so strong that, that it wasn't just something that you, you sensed. They actually saw with their natural eye the, 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 the glory of God. They saw it. And it was so thick that children who were interviewed afterward, later in life, there's a book, you know, they told their stories where they caught, caught up with a lot of these people later in life. They t- and numerous ones told their stories that they would actually play hide-and-go-seek well, that just doesn't sound very respectful. Listen, God is okay with us being us. That's what kids do. He was okay with it. He was okay with it. But just think they would play hide-and-go-seek in the presence, in, in the glory of God. They'd hide from one another in it. <laughs> I've not seen that. I, I've not seen it. It's, it's cool to read that. And to think about that it happened then, but, but that just, you know, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, when I read stuff like that, it's exciting to me. But, but if, if, if there wasn't a, a, something on the inside of me that told me differently, it'd be real easy for me to get aggravated by that. Can you agree? You know where I'm going with this? That I could read that this happened was for somebody else, this happened then. But if there wasn't a knowing on the inside that it was available to us, that these sim- similar things that happened then, is he's still the same God, he's not changed. That he still wants to do the same kind of stuff. You say, well, that sounds kind of ridiculous, Pastor. It's only ridiculous because we haven't seen it. Or it's only ridiculous maybe because, you, you know, different ones don't, don't believe it. You know, uh, these were people that, that they had, there was corroborating things. The, the fire department got called out. Neighbors called the fire department because the building was on fire. (laughs) And yet the building didn't burn down. I I haven't seen that. You talk about a testimony to people. Signs and wonders. That's what, you know, acts. I'll show signs and wonders, right? I'll show things that will make people wonder. But it's not just the point of making people wonder. It's to point them to Jesus. It's to point them to him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I read and I hear that kind of stuff, it excites me because I realize God still wants to do those sort of things. He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. I've had some experiences in the Lord. They've been great. I want more of those. I, I want more of those. It's not just I'm looking for the next experience. It's just hanging out with him, letting him do what he wants to do. I'm available. Do what you want to do. You know, I want, I, I want to be in that position. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to be in that position. If the Lord tarries, you know, I'd like, to, I'd like to have books written. The, the interviews of people from Impact Family Church. They told their stories, Impact Family Church. You think, well, you know, Pastor, you know, it's possible. It's absolutely possible. We can have whatever we desire of God. I'm not talking about worked up stuff. I'm talking about legitimate things. We can, have, we can have those. If we want to see him do things, we can have those things. Now, it'll take adjustment. 
Don't get too excited. It's going to require some adjustments on our part. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, the, the, there was a price that had to be paid. I won't say a whole lot about that, but there was a price that was paid in Azusa Street. They laid some things aside. Right? If you're going to carry something big, you can't also have other junk in your hands at the same time. Right? <laughs> they laid some things aside so they could grab hold of what the Lord had for them. Well, amen. I have no idea where I'm going tonight, but that's all right. <laughs> We're back in John chapter 4. We haven't seen anything. We haven't seen anything. You know, one of the, the, the things that's interesting here, you know, this, this lady, she had been looking for some sort of satisfaction in her life, and she'd gone through five husbands and you know, trying to find happiness, find whatever it is she was looking for, and she still wasn't there. This was, a, this was a divine appointment for her. This was a divine appointment for this lady. And, um, you know, when I read this, there's a couple things that, that, that I see. You know, it's important that our, our uh, satisfaction in things start, first of all, with the Lord Jesus. He is the one that satisfies and he's, he's what's going to satisfy us. He's going to satisfy us. Our walk with him, our relationship with him is going to satisfy us. Amen? Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, if we're wanting to experience more of him, then we have to be hungry for more of him. So he can answer and he can satisfy that hunger, right? But he, he you know, you can look for, look for love in all the wrong places. But, but if, you want, if you want truth, you want reality, it all goes back to the Lord Jesus. Amen? But then, you know, it says, she, Jesus said to her, you know, he said, if you knew the gift that I have, you'd be asking of me. So whoever drinks, verse 14, of the water that I'll give him will never thirst again. But the water I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. You know, uh, once you find him, there is a, a fountain that's given to us. It is so important. It is so important that we maintain our spirit-filled life. Talking about, you know, if we want to see God move, if we want to have the, full, the fullness, we have to actually want him and let him be our satisfaction. But then at the same point, maintain a spirit-filled life. Talked this morning about the word of God, but I said, you know, that the word is important, but you got to have, you got to have the oil, right? You got to have both. You got to have the oil in, in, your, in, your, in your mixture for the bread. You, know, you got to have both. Well, you know, having, maintaining a spirit-filled life is so important. Timothy, it talks about in Timothy, says, stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of you. These things must be stirred up on the inside of us. I don't know if this helps anybody tonight, but this is just good, just good reminders for us to make sure we keep things stirred up. There is a well on the inside of you that is stirred up, but it's stirred up with this right here. This is how you stir it. You speak and you stir that thing up. You stir it up. You stir it up. You stir it up. You stir it up. And no matter how much you drink, there's always more you can have. No matter how much you drink, there's always more that you can have. No matter how much you stir it up, no matter how much you, 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 you use that well, there's always more there that's springing up on the inside of you. Don't cap your well, but let it flow. This, this flow was to sustain her where these other relationships were the things she was trying to look into to sustain her. They could not sustain her. But we've been given a, a well on the inside that is there to sustain us. And that well lives on the inside of you. If you're born again and filled with the Holy Ghost, stir that thing up. Stir that well up. Stir that well up. I tell you, if you begin to do these things, life will look so differently to you. And you'll look so differently to this life as well. 
<laughs> It'll go two ways, right? The woman goes on to say, of course, you know, she changes the subject right away. Of course, that's what most people want to do. How's the weather, Lord? <laughs> changes something else. But I love the, that Jesus is so patient. I mean, he knew what was going on here, but he still, he still, answered, a, she, he still answered a question that was vital to her success. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers, she doesn't want to talk about the guys, our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and the Jews say in the Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship, we know what, uh, what we worship for salvation is of the Jews, but... But, 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 the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Of course, woman said, I, I, I know the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When He comes, He'll tell us all things. He said, Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am He. He covers so much right here. You know, our satisfaction should be in the Lord Jesus. We got a well on the inside to stir up. And then praising him, spending time with him. It's vital. How do we get all that God has for us? How do we experience everything that God's provided for us? How do we enjoy all these things? It's a real simple recipe. It's, it's, really, it's, a, really, it's a simple thing, but it requires us to discipline our flesh. It requires, anything good requires you to discipline your flesh. Anything of benefit requires you to discipline your flesh. You know what I'm talking about? Anything good does. Only the stuff that's really not beneficial to you in the long run are things that are easy on your flesh. It's easy on my flesh to eat a big old bowl of ice cream. It's easy on my flesh to do it. It's not real beneficial to me, but it's easy to do, Right? But you know what? Once you, once you develop an appetite for other things, it's not so much work anymore. You learn to love your broccoli. Right? You learn to love those things. Why? Because you, 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 see, you, you can feel, I always, Pastor Greg's always talking about food. I wish he'd stop that. And I don't know why I'm always talking about food. I'm hungry. Anyway. <laughs> but, you know, uh, uh, I don't know what I was saying. Yeah, the, fle the flesh, the flesh, you know, it always wants to do things that aren't easy or, or that's, that's easy. It's not beneficial to you. You know, when we come together on, on, on Sunday nights, Sunday mornings, really any time, you know, we, we ought not think that Sunday nights are different than Sunday mornings. Right? I mean, the, the saints are, are coming together, right, on Sunday morning just as much as they are on Wednesday night. Are you, is it right out there tonight? Yeah. Well, this is a Sunday morning thing. Well, is it? It says Who? This is a Sunday night thing. Is it? Says who? Did you say that or did God say that? <laughs> whose idea are we, are we trying to do anyway? Whose will are we trying? Whose race, whose, whose will are we trying to accomplish anyways, right? You know, if we want to get into the things that God has for us, you know, uh, it, it'll, take, it'll take some effort on our part to, to uh Desire, number one, but then go after what God has for you. You know, in praise and worship, we come together. Learn to develop to not get uncomfortable in the presence of God or get distracted or get, all right, we've done this for 30 minutes. You know? 
you know, and at Rama, I went to prayer school out there, and, and prayer school was really just Holy Ghost school, I guess is what it was. And, and we spent a lot of time just taking our time. We spent a lot of time taking our time. It, it, it made all the difference in my life. Learning to be comfortable just being chill and hanging out with God made a huge difference in my life. Well, I would encourage you to get comfortable, amen? Let's not be in a hurry, but let's be open to what the Lord would say and what he would want to do, amen? Well, praise God. God's good. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.